Well, good morning, everyone from Saskatoon. Uh, it's Corey Bielik, CEO with Canalaski Uranium. We pride ourselves on being that hybrid explorer and project generator. We're focused in the eastern Athabasca Basin, primarily with large land holdings in the uranium space. But we've got an incredible portfolio of copper, in particular nickel, in the neighboring province of Manitoba. So just an incredible opportunity in front of us here. New discoveries, and we're working on those right now. So it's a real pleasure to be here today talking to you, Matthew. So hello. Hello. It's like a radio DJ with that one. Hey, <laughs> hello to you too. We're uh, we're glad you're glad you come on. Um, obviously, exciting times in uranium, and I do want to go there in a second. But I, I got to talk nickel, right? That's a little bit exciting. We saw the press release at the beginning uh, of the month uh, with regards to Mana Bridge. So. You, I mean, what's happening there? What more is to come? Well, that news release uh, was really built on the winter program, the phase one program for metal energies earning to, into the Manor Bridge project. And every single hole hit nickel mineralization. Um, some of that are extensions of the known mineralization historically. And now they've moved in in the summer to the phase two program. And they're working through that right now. So that, that was a 10,000 meter planned program for metal energy on the Manor Bridge project to build on those positive results from the winter. So, you know, that'll be coming out in due course, but um, they're, they're partway or most of the way through that program now in the summer and just uh, just getting ready to wrap it up, I think, sometime in August. Hey, well, talk to me about the grades, though, because they're, they're good grades as well. Is that expected? Yeah, in, in places in the Manor Bridge trend, you find these types of high grades. I mean, when we drilled in 2019, uh, several kilometers away from the old mine, we were getting up to 12% uh, nickel. In some places, so this has potential to be a significant, um, significant grade deposit. And uh, you know, historically, Manor Bridge was running around two and a half percent average nickel grade for its uh, for its mine life. So you know, this is an area where you get high grade nickel, and that's exactly what Metal Energy is drilling um, in phase one, and uh, hopefully in phase two, it looks pretty good so far. Right. And uh, what's, what's the budget that they've got allocated to kind of move this forward? Well, they have to move in to, to earn 100% of the project. They have to spend $4 million. Um, they're well into that now um, with this phase two program. So they've spent probably about $3 million so far, moving it toward that, uh, toward that earn-in. So they've just announced, in fact, today, they just announced that they've earned the 70% um, interest in the project with this continued phase two program. So we're pretty excited about them moving that forward with us. Are you, are you regretting giving them the option of earning 100%? Uh, yes, that was part of the deal. They do get to earn 100%. We get a royalty in that. Uh, we get a, a big block of shares and ownership in the company and some cash payments. Again, this is our project generator model. It cost us not much to generate this project four or five years ago, and now we've moved it through. We're getting great intersections of nickel with new partnership with Metal Energy, and we're getting cash and shares and the ability for our shareholders to participate in that work so um and that discovery so that that's uh that's, that's pretty good for us yeah okay yeah okay and like not many people understand like so the prospect generator uh, model but I, I guess those returns um speak themselves especially if it does get into production at some point with an nsr um let's let's get back to uranium where we're a bit more comfortable okay um waterbury and uh, west macarthur um what's happening you know how, how are you getting on has the drill season been for you well, uh, the drill season has been nothing but spectacular for us at West MacArthur. And I say that because a number of weeks ago, we announced a brand new high grade, very wide at over six meters wide um, uranium intersection in the basement below the unconformity at our West MacArthur project. Now, this truly is a new discovery because it lies about six kilometers away from 42 zone in an area of that structure, that mineralized corridor extending from that intersection right through to Fox Lake, Chemicals Fox Lake deposited uh, 70 million pounds at 8%. That's the same structural 
corridor. It's mineralized all throughout. And um, we've got an intersection there that uh, truly looks world-class. And um, we're following that up right now as we speak. We're, we're into the middle sections of that program. And we probably got another five weeks of drilling left. And we've got, uh, we've got two drills on it right now, trying to figure out the geology and where this, uh, where this mineralization takes us. Okay, tell me this. What's the difference between a discovery hole and a discovery? Well, discovery, you generally want to see multiple holes with the type of grade that you're expecting to actually truly call it a discovery. Now, having said that, we've got a over six meter wide intersection of high grade mineralization. We put that information in our press release, the image. The image says a thousand things if you just look at it. Look at the high grade pitch blend. Look at the high grade uranium secondaries, the yellows, some of the reds, the alteration associated with this. This is classic Eagle Point, Millennium, maybe Arrow, deep roots of MacArthur River type scenario. And you simply do not get this type of mineralization 100 meters below the unconformity without it being part of a large plumbing system, a system that is depositing a lot of uranium. So the trick is to figure out the geology, find out where it takes us, what this thing looks like, and that's what we're working on right now. You never, it never happens, you think. This is a sure thing. We're looking at a sure thing. So, okay, yeah. it's hard to believe, right? So, yeah. tell me what, what do you what do you need to do? What how much money do you need to spend? What sort of drilling do you need to do? How long is that going to take before you can categorically say we got ourselves a discovery here? Well, I think we could be there this this summer categorically. I think so. If we get multiple intersections, when we start to draw the connection and where this is going to take us back to maybe the unconformity, which we've yet to test. Actually, the prime target has not yet been tested. Like I said, we might be sitting in the roots of a MacArthur type system. We don't know that yet because of where we intersected the mineralization. But by the end of this program, if we have several more intersections like this or better or even near it, um, you're going to start to draw the analogies to an evil point, to a millennium. And, and one of the first things out of my VP's mouth when he saw this hole was that, wow, this looks like millennium. You know, th this, this has the size, it has a character. We're not talking a few centimeters, tens of centimeters. We're talking six meters or more. And you can see the visible mineralization. I think that's been the feedback I've gotten from people that know the uranium, uranium space. This is a very large intersection. And let's put it this way. You have to get that uranium down into the basement somehow. It's part of a large plumbing system. And we are what we believe into a large plumbing system. And there's gonna be a lot more of this around. We gotta figure out where it is. And uh, one of the tricks that we have in front of us through the summer is figuring out how to predict where to drill the next hole to intersect that high grade mineralization. These things are never just simple tabular type deposits. Um, they just don't occur that way, especially in the basement. They always have a third dimension to them. So figuring that out is critical. And that's not an easy task so early in the program, but it looks really good. Right, it looks really good. So answer my question about money, which is, um, you know, how much are you allocating to that? What are you going to do with that money to give you these answers that you need? Uh, and where are you with money today? Yeah, fair enough. So so we're a little over halfway through the $5 million plan for this year, and that's the approved budget with Cameco. And we're sort of limited in joint venture to that for this summer. Uh, but we will be working with our partner on the next budget for next year, starting in September. So we'll see what that looks like. I would anticipate if results continue to be positive that we'll see more than $5 million spent at West MacArthur in 2023, advancing this target toward, uh, toward better understanding of that discovery. Now, 
do we have enough money today? We've got about 11 million in the bank today. Uh, we've had some warrants come in that have supported us. Um, we've had some options that have been exercised to support us. Uh, we also did that big raise in November of 11 and a half million. So we are well financed. Do we need more? If the price is right, uh, we will set ourselves up with, uh, with a raise potentially in Q4 or early in Q 2023 to make sure that we can continue to do what we need to do at Westman Carter. Must be frustrating to be restricted uh, to, the, to, to that kind of pace. If you think you've got a discovery, you'd want to be getting on with that. I, I say that in the context of what's happening. There's a lot of M&A happening in the uranium space at the moment, right? And there's a lot of new engines happening in the uranium space at the moment. And it's going to get harder and harder to kind of like stand out, as it were. Discovery really helps because they're they're rare. Um, so you mean, do you feel frustrated by that that, that restriction and the, the pace at which you can move? Or do you think it's the right thing to do? Uh, is it a restriction? I think it's an opportunity to be aligned with Cameco. Uh, on this, I think they have a need coming at Key Lake uh, at their mill. I think post MacArthur, they've got a need for a tier one asset. And this certainly looks like it could be a tier one type asset if it continues to pan out. Um, so I don't think it's limiting. I mean, again, we, we've we had Chemical in already to site to look at this. Uh, they're a joint venture partner. They're very engaged with us. So is it limiting? I don't know. You know, you come through a $5 million program, you've, you've drilled, you know, several holes in mineralization. I think it's always good to take a little pause and let that soak in both for Can Alaska and its shareholders, but also for Cameco, our joint venture partner. We're going to get at this again in January. You know, it's a pause of a few months. Um, we're going to get results back, assays. We're going to get chemistry back, clays, you know, all these things that tell us where to go in the system and help us plan efficiently that next program, which we anticipate starting in January. Right. So, mm. you know, I, I think I think it's uh, a pause is okay in this regard. Okay, but it's, 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 it's some of this, right? You, you, come on, you, you you know the company quite well. Cameco have got their next big project lined up, but they've still got two projects which they, they you know they they need to extract the maximum value from. But they've got the next big project lined up already. So being part of the Cameco family doesn't necessarily mean that you get to move things along for you and your shareholders at the pace that maybe suits your company. Do you know what I mean? So they, they've got a portfolio approach. This is important to you. So how do you manage that? Do you flip this at some point? Do you flip this off to them and make it, well, they can move that forward at their pace and you go back to that project generator model and you find the next thing to move along the the, the value curve. I mean, how, do you, how do you see this playing out? Well, you know, I, I ideally we want to make it their best next project. And I think that's the key. I mean, when I look at their next project after MacArthur, uh, I don't see a tier one asset there. Really? I don't see a tier one asset there. What I see is a tier two. Okay. So, well, you know, so, so you can't can break that down for me. So what was the difference between a tier one and a tier two? So tier one is basically a, a deposit that makes money at almost any price. That'd be MacArthur cigar. I mean, any price is a bit subjective, but the point is lowest cost producer. Tier two, I would peg at break even around $65 to $70 a pound. And that's, that's where a millennium sits, for instance. And that's well known. That's out there. So, you know, if millennium's their next best project, I assume that's what we're talking about. It is. That is tier two. So if we can find a MacArthur cigar analog, our partner's already at Cameco, they have a need at Key Lake, it can displace a millennium if it's big enough, higher grade, if it's got, you know, the right characteristics to it, it can become the front runner. And, you know, that, that's why I say we have an opportunity here to actually create a scenario where we have the next tier one asset in that part of the Athabasca Basin, where you have three mills that need that asset. And if we can displace a tier two, 
And, you know, maybe Cameco is the partner that takes it on. I don't know uh, if we're successful and we get in front of this and get it moving. Um, maybe there's an auction out there. Who wants to buy it? Cameco obviously has first race through the joint venture to, you know, take that on if they so choose. But, you know, there's nothing saying we can't bring in another party. So, um, yeah. Yeah, remind everyone of the wide open opportunity. Well, that, that, that's good news, competitive attention. What, what's so remind everyone of the, the, the economic, not the economics, the, the, the split there between you and Cameco? Uh, we own a little over 77% of West MacArthur. Cameco is, is around that 22 and a half or so, 23, let's say. So, um, we've been diluting them as they've not been investing in exploration as heavily, and we've been picking up that interest with our shareholder spend. And now we've got a new discovery at a higher percentage, and um, it looks pretty good for Canalaskan shareholders. This looks really good. Interesting, interesting indeed. Um, well, okay, so so that so that's an upright, and, and then so with regards to the rest of the portfolio, I, I, I mentioned one of them, but um, what else are you focused on, or is that enough for now? Is, is Waterbury moving forward? Well, we, we came through Waterbury South in the winter. We did a, a smaller program there, following up some on some results last year, and we continued to intersect alteration, enrichment, um, following up on that nickel arsenic mineralization, which is so characteristic for Cigar Lake or Key Lake Analog. You know, we'll see where that goes, where we can take it. Uh, but West MacArthur is the front runner right now. Uh, we've got in the fall, we're starting work with our um, key extension project, which is just 10 kilometers away from that Key Lake mill, never been drilled. We did some geophysics. We've got brilliant targets that look every bit like an arrow or eagle point analog, the gravity lows, just, just brilliant targets. Never tested along the Key Lake fault with a drill hole. Just brilliant. And then we've got our new, um, new entrant to the basin and basin energy. They're due to be listed any day now. That's a $15 million Australian deal on three brand new projects we staked last year. Great opportunity in front of us to share in their success as they move those forward and, and inject that uh, that that investment. So there's going to be a lot of news flow for Can Alaska coming in the next uh, say three to six months um, as we get back to West MacArthur in Q1. I hope so. And in fact, I'm hoping some of that is in September because I'm seeing you at the WNA on the 9th. It's my birthday. Bring a cake. Oh, uh, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> For we're going to talk, we're going to talk a little bit more about uranium, and hopefully I'll get an extract from you what the conversation has been downstairs at the WNA with utility bars, uh, fuel bars, um, and uh, the sort of general tone. So uh, that should be a good one. I hope you're still coming. Are you? I am absolutely coming, good and man. I'm absolutely lined up to be talking to you. So that's going to be a, uh, a great event. I think, you know, I think what's going to happen is we're going to come through this little bit slow summer that we're in right now, and we're going to see a lot of attention being placed into the uranium space. And, you know, I really do believe that we're going to see some long-term contracting coming fairly soon. And uh, we're continuing, the market fundamentals have never really been better and they've continued to strengthen. But I think there's going to be a lot of positivity at WNA. And I think it's going to be really good to talk to some of my peers uh, at all levels of, of companies, whether large or small, just to, just to see their, um, their uh, you know, their, their discussion around the, the market, the industry and where we're heading. So uh, I, I think it's going to be a great event in London. And I'm really looking forward to it. Good, 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 good. I mean, I think the big thing that people want to walk away with, or certainly want the utility uh, guys to walk away with, is understanding what, what the base number looks like these days. Obviously, spot price is doing what it's doing, but term term contracting is an entirely different matter as the, as the basis in which 
companies like yourselves, or sorry, you know, development companies um, uh, get into production. They they have the that number. So, what's what does that base number look like for you? Yeah, well, I've been consistent in this, and I think I think you know I, I'd like to see it sitting around sixty-five, seventy dollars a pound. And I say that because that sort of slots you in with the tier two projects around the world, the tier two projects in the Athabasca Basin. You know, that's sort of a if you want to call it a floor price. And and I always have looked to long-term contracting. Spot price, yes, great, but those long-term contracts are critical, and we start to see them come in in the fifties. But I think that's going to accelerate, and I think it's going to be higher. And I think what happens then the spot price is north of that. So generally you get a, say you sign a $65 long-term contract out of one of the majors, your spot price will be $70, $80. And that's just how this tends to go. And that's always been one of my key signposts, long-term contracting, because that's an indication that the utilities are coming back to the table. They're securing those pounds. It allows companies like Cameco or Rano or others to lock in the production from these big mines. And uh, I think that's a critical piece. How do you incentivize new production coming online? You've got to sell it into long-term contracts, not spot. So I expect a lot of activity coming in Q3, Q4, maybe Q1 of next year in the long-term space. And I expect it to be up in that, uh, that tier two level, that 65 to $70 range. And that's, uh, I think that's realistic. I just think that's where it's going. I think realistic is a, is a great word for that. Um, look, Kareth, I appreciate your time today. Th- thanks for the update. I'm sorry we didn't get a catch up earlier with regards to the Discovery Hall. Um, look forward to seeing what comes back from that as, as you um, go, go through the trial program and get the assays back. Um, and more importantly, I look forward to seeing you in uh, early September. Oh, awesome, Matthew. I'm looking forward to catching up again in, in about a month's time. So thanks for the, the great chat. And uh, yeah, stay tuned, everyone.